and we're back with another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand exactly what they're talking about in the news today. I'm Jack, and with me, as always, is Jennifer the Fabulous. I feel like I'm Viking when you tell me, or like, say it like that. Do you have any Nordic blood running I, through you? Probably not, but I feel like a Viking princess, so do they have princesses? Mm, I guess so. They do now. So. Well, if you remember how how to train your dragon, they had princesses. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. That's me. Perfect. Well, give us a like in the comments down below for our Viking princess who is joining us on the podcast. And a like for Jennifer as well. Oh. You have just been all with the burns today. All <laughs> with the burns. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. going to get some of the aloe vera from your kitchen. And make, anyway. make sure you also comment down below and share this with your friends and family and let us know what you think of our lighting. We're trying something new out. Um, and don't forget to do all the social media things with all the social media platforms. Do the liking, do the subscribing, do the following, but only on the interwebs, not in real life. Because that's creepy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so we have this article from CNN. Okay. So in response to the Texas abortion bill, the House has now passed its own abortion rights bill. And we were kind of curious, yes. what does this actually mean? And in the next segment, we're actually going to read the, the Texas abortion bill as well because we want to see what's actually in that text. Because here, here on this podcast, we think it's really important to actually read the text of the bill rather than just reading what the headlines say. Yeah, because that's... I mean, I guess it's not going to be mostly opinions unless it's really an opinion piece, which, mm -hmm. to clarify, these are all of our opinions. They don't really matter, but don't sue us for them. Um, so it's not really opinions, but, like, it's hyperbole, basically. Mm -hmm. They're going to pick out the best of the worst mm -hmm. and report on that. So that's all you're reading. And when that's all you're reading and you're not really looking at the meat of the text. I didn't want to say it like that, but when you're not looking at that, you're not finding all the hidden gems like the voting rights that are probably sprinkled throughout this actual, this bill and in often, reality. Often they're also lying too. Yeah. Because if you read the headline and then you read the text of the bill, you're like, well, that's not in there. Or the text of the bill has things that they've added in that have nothing to do with the actual bill oh, yeah. at hand. That happens so much with a and we've read that in different bills so or they take like the teeny tiniest little thing and they report on it as though it's the like main point of yeah. of the bill or they'll like move the wording around and be like see this is what they want and then so anyway what i found really funny about this bill is the fact that in the cnn article they specifically state that they passed this bill in the house even though they expected it fully to fail in the Senate, which is insane if you think about it. We have a Why pandemic going on. We have the Afghanistan crisis going on. You have the border crisis going on with the horses, which are now problematic, apparently. Hopefully we'll get to report on that later, too. We have 8 million people out of work. And inflation's a problem. And yet here they are. Passing a bill. That they know is going to fail. That they know is going to fail. Is it an important bill? To a lot of people, yes. Mm -hmm. But if you know it's not going to go anywhere, then you're only doing it for the clout. 
You're only doing exactly. it to say, hey, look, we did something because mm -hmm. we listened. But you know it's not going to go anywhere. So that's stupid. I almost side with Justin Trudeau. Because remember, before the election, he, he purposefully scheduled an election because he knew that he did not have the votes in Parliament to get through the things he wanted to do on his liberal agenda. And so he waited and wanted to carry out the election to get those votes. But here, instead of waiting to maybe pass this abortions right uh, uh, act after the midterms, when maybe they would have the votes in, in the Senate as well, maybe, they decided to do it now exactly why, like you said, for the clout, which doesn't help anybody. Do you think it's because they think they might not win? I think it's... Are they scared? I think it's more the clout, though. I think it's more the clout in this instance. Um, but I would, I would hedge my bet, and I would say that even if, in, if after the midterms they have the votes in the Senate, they will not bring this up for a vote. No. No. They will it, not bring something up that has the potential to pass. I was going to say, it might actually do something. They're only going to mm -hmm. bring it up when they know it's not going to stir the pot. Exactly. I mean, it's going to stir the pot, but it's not going to actually go anywhere, like you said. Mm -hmm. I had a better metaphor. Because they can talk about it at a later date. Plus, it's also very, it's very controversial, right? So it's all, so despite it's also... all the politics, I really don't believe that they want to pass something that will be so incredibly controversial. Yeah. I don't think they want that back. Well, and you know, it'll just get sent up to the Supreme Court, too. I don't think so. I, I don't think so, because um, Roe versus Wade was a Supreme Court decision, and it wasn't codified into law, and that was one of the main arguments against Roe versus Wade is that it was um, put up by the Supreme Court rather than being pushed through the legislative process. Mm -hmm. So I don't think something like this, which is going through the legislative process, would then be upheld, uh, would, would then be negated by the Supreme Court. Maybe not. But let's get into the, the actual bill of the article, or, or of the, uh, the abortion the abortion bill. So it's the Women's Health Protection Act of 2019. And we haven't read through this yet. No. Well, we read one we... sentence, the starting <laughs> sentence, and Jennifer started to get a little um spicy. a little spicy. So I said, you know, just turn on the cameras and we'll we'll start rolling and and we'll just kind of take we'll it as we go. See where this goes. So that's what he thought was a good idea, everybody. I did. Um so <laughs> the first line of this text is this is the Congress's findings. You're going to have to read this whole thing to me because on my screen, it is so teeny tiny. Mm -hmm. And I. Uh, so I access to that. safe legal abortion services. And remember, don't don't get upset out there. We're just reading the, the texts, the text of the bill and providing some opinions. Access to safe legal abortion services is essential to women's health and central to women's ability to participate equally in the economic and social life of the United States. The women's health thing I was fine with. Right. There's two parts there. There's two parts there. Mm -hmm. Part number one, essential to women's health. Cool. Yeah. It can be. It can be. On board. 100% mm -hmm. on board. But as for the second part, what? Right. And I'll read that again in case they missed it out there. He had to read it like five times to me and I still don't know what it's saying. Abortion is central to a woman's ability to participate equally in the economic and social life of the United States. Okay, the emphasis you put on the word equally kind of made it make more sense. Are they saying 
but because I I don't I'm trying to word this like very uh-huh. dim yeah like in a way that's not going to give me hate but mm-hmm. are they saying I can't participate in like the job market and I'm just saying I because I'm obviously the female in this duo mm-hmm. I can't participate in the job market if I'm not able to get an abortion because then I would have a child and I would not be able to get that job be able to get that promotion because mm-hmm. oh I have a child or is that what they're saying? You know, well, I mean, when you put it that way, um, it kind of makes sense. The emphasis that you put on equal mm-hmm. when you read it that time kind of made it click. But like, I don't to, like what they're saying. Oh, I don't like it at all. What did I tell mm-hmm. you? I was like, I don't know what they're saying, but I know I'm offended by it. And I think also you can look at it as maybe they're saying if you're of the low income class, then you aren't able to participate equally in the economic or social life because oh uh oh now you're pregnant and a lot of all your, of your money has to go to raising the, the child right, right that makes even more sense um but again there's plenty of pregnant people well mainly all pregnant people who do already participate equally in the economic and social life of the united states i mean maybe not the social life like maybe you can't go out and party every friday night now oh, please we have baby showers and yeah you go out with the girls okay. when you're pregnant you still and, do all those things and you economic, might not drink are we not like stimulating the economy more when we like how how much crap do people buy for babies um i hear that uh, diapers diapers alone cost like what four thousand dollars i don't have more? any kids but that's all people ask for is diapers like yeah. if you're having a baby shower they just say just bring diapers just bring diapers for the love of god yeah. Babies are like a huge way to participate in the economy. Um, Babies are like the main way most Americans participate in the economy. We have babies particularly because we need to, well, one, we, we like having kids. Yeah. We like having a family. But economically, uh, they provide for more workers in the workforce. Like one, of the biggest pro- one of the biggest problems you, the United States has right now is a low birth rate. And in and, and aging. Because of us darn millennials. Yeah, right, right. Well, they are having less sex. I think the average age is like 31 when people have babies nowadays. And you have an aging workforce, which is tough because you're aging out your workforce and you don't have young people to make up for it. But anyway, so I get what they're saying in, in, in that starting sentence. I don't agree with it. Yeah. I think it's... I, think I'm, it's I just dumb. don't like... Maybe I don't like the wording. Maybe yeah. that's the issue. Like, I get their point, but mm-hmm. phrase it better. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the third point because... Nonetheless, yeah, we haven't made it there. Uh, Nonetheless, access to safe legal abortion services has been hindered across the United States in various ways, including blockades of healthcare facilities and associated violence prohibitions of and restrictions on insurance coverage restrictions which shame and stigmatize women seeking abortion services and medically unnecessary regulations which neither confer any health benefit nor further the safety of abortion services, but which harm women by delaying access to and reducing the availability of services quite the run-on sentence since 2010 states and local governments have passed more than 400 such restrictions singling out healthcare providers 
who offer abortion services and interfering with health care providers' ability to provide reproductive health care services and the ability of patients to obtain those services. So essentially all they're saying here is that across the United States, um, various localities are setting up restrictions for abortion services, and therefore this bill will try to reduce those barriers. Many states and local governments have imposed restrictions on the provisions of abortion that are neither evidence-based nor generally applicable to the medical profession or to other medically comparable outpatient gynecological procedures such as endometrial ablations, dilation, and curatage for reasons other than abortion, hysterectomies, and, and, and many other, many other uh, services. It just goes on you don't and on say. and on. So again... This bill is going to aim at reducing those barriers for those uh, health services. Number five, legal abortion is one of the safest medical procedures in the United States. Isn't it? Like, I don't know. I, I was just thinking of Lasix eye surgery. What about it? I, I don't know. I assume Lasix eye surgery is way safer. Really? Pointing lasers at your eyeballs yes. is safer? I don't know. I, I just I don't agree it's when people say I don't agree safest. when people say something is the 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 best of something else. But it's one of the safest. Hmm? Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, not the safest. An independent review of research on the safety and quality. I mean, it's not safe for the fetus, obviously. Well, yeah. I, but mean, the, I mean, it's kind of safe for one of the uh, one of the two in that situation. But uh, an independent. <laughs> An independent review of research on the safety and quality of abortion services in the United States published by the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine in 2018 found that abortion is all forms, uh, in, in all forms is safe and effective and that the biggest threats to the quality of abortion services in the United States are state regulations that create barriers. Here we go again, the barriers um, to care. These abortion-specific restrictions conflict with medical standards and are not supported by the recommendations and guidelines issued by leading reproductive health care professionals, professionals, organizations, including the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and a few other organizations as well. So essentially what they're saying here is that there is evidence that says that it's safe, and for people who say that abortion is not safe, it doesn't really line up, at least according to to, to this bill. Um, so just giving justification for uh, abortion. Section 6, many abortion-specific restrictions do not confer any health or safety benefits on the patient. Instead, these restrictions have the purpose and effect of unduly burdening women's personal and private medical decisions to end their pregnancies by making access to abortion services more difficult, invasive, and costly, forcing women to travel significant distances and make multiple unnecessary visits to providers and, in some cases, foreclosing the option altogether. For example, a 2018 report for the United, University of California, San Francisco, Advancing New Standards in Reproductive Health Research Group, my gosh, that is a long name for a research group, found that 27 cities across the United States, uh, people had traveled more than 100 miles in any direction to reach an abortion provider. These restrictions additionally harm women's health 
by reducing access not only to abortion services, but also to the other essential health care services offered by the providers uh, targeted by the restrictions, including contraceptive services which advance women's health and provide a range of benefits, including preventing unintended pregnancies and reducing the need for abortion and screening for cervical cancer and sexually transmitted infections. But you know, that's been my biggest argument Like mm -hmm. when we talk about it just on our own. That's essentially, I mean, that's that's the the goal. If the goal is unwanted pregnancies, mm -hmm. why are we not doing more on the front end mm -hmm. instead of this, which would kind of be the back end, mm -hmm. to prevent unwanted pregnancies? More education, more access, more all that good stuff. So here's my question for you. I completely agree with that. Um, why are we combining both services then? Because if the argument is from the right... We do not want to fund Planned Parenthood, for example, because they provide abortion services. And because of that, then you are reducing the contraceptive services, the, the other health benefits that are preventing unintended pregnancies and whatnot. And then you're preventing those. Why don't you just separate the two services and you just have a facility, Planned Parenthood, which provides those services, but it does not then provide abortion services. And that could just be a private practice thing or you or you go to to someone else because then you would get funding for those good things from both sides um but then because because the right wouldn't feel as though they have to 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 be against it because it's providing something they don't agree with so why don't you just separate those two services access so is this only going to be like a private pay only if you have like three thousand dollars and can afford it and get to this other location like how are we increasing access to that in the event that you do need access to an abortion oh you mean like okay so, so if you separate them how would then how would you make sure that people do have access to abortion yes I, I don't know. I, I was really just talking about the benefits here, which are the contraceptive services. You know, if your argument is that state and local governments are taking away funding for these things and they're creating barriers for these things, specifically because they also provide abortion, not because they provide contraceptive services, not because they're uh, providing mammograms or, or, you know, anything to look for cervical cancer. I mean, it's specifically because they're providing abortion services. So if these services, like you say, are as important as you say they are, and I agree, they're very important, especially for preventing unwanted pregnancies, why would you then not just separate the two? Because, again, where would the access to, again, hopefully in the rare occasion that it's needed, where mm -hmm. would the access to the abortion come from? Do I have to go and find a private pay doctor mm -hmm. who's like one in a million and pay, six, like I said, three, six thousand dollars to get this service mm -hmm. because it's not funded through my through the local Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. which also doesn't use any money to fund abortions through mm -hmm. governmental income. But do I how do I get there? Right. I think that's kind of a moot argument because state and local governments fund things all the time through different avenues, right? So if you would separate out these programs, then 
if your state wants to wants to fund abortion or whatever, then they can just say, well, we're going to allocate resources for these services through a healthcare provider or something like that, right? I don't think that fixes our problem. I think that worsens our problem. Well, the main problem you brought up was was you know providing funding for abortion. Right, and you can still allocate resources in the different direction. I feel like we've gotten so far away from what I said and my point that I don't even remember what I said. So, um, in contrast, my mm-hmm. second counter to the separation of the two, mm-hmm. I I don't think that my gynecologist. I'm gonna be real raw with y'all right. for a minute. I do not think that my provider does abortions I, mm-hmm. i've never asked never had the need to ask right but if he did and i found myself in the situation of needing that mm-hmm. i would feel more comfortable talking to a provider who has been responsible for my female health for four years at this point mm-hmm. rather than going to some new doctor that I don't know him. I don't mm-hmm. know her. I don't know their bedside manner. I don't know how they're going to, you know, they don't know me. They don't know my records. They don't know my, my situations. Mm-hmm. Whereas my doctor literally like he knows me, he knows me personally. He, right. he, I would be more comfortable dealing with that situation, which is an emotional, physically awful situation to deal with, mm-hmm. with my provider. Right. So separating those two out, would that that would suck well i'm not saying that they would then not get all of the i don't know the the coverage or the funding that they're getting my main argument was and i'm not for or against any of this i'm just making an argument that if these contraceptive services and the other benefits are very important and i agree that they're very important i think the easiest solution would be to separate them out because then you would fully fund these services and there would be no barriers or restrictions on these services because the main argument is against the abortion service one specific service that is provided along with everything else and so i think you would reduce the barriers for everything else tremendously Um, and then you would still have workarounds for the abortion service right like states that support abortion like mainly blue states yeah would not then create barriers for abortion in in those states. They would find ways to to fund your healthcare provider if they to provide an abortion, right? I mean, we have forms and, and laws for every sort of thing, right? They would just find a different way to fund it. So I don't think, in my mind, nothing would change for you. You would just simply separate out the two. So you would reduce the barriers for these, and then you would just provide an alternate avenue for for continuing the abortion service that you're wanting. I don't know. Maybe my little female brain just can't comprehend what you're saying because uh-huh. I've never had a baby. Because uh, that's what we said it felt like they were saying above um, in point number two. But mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I think I just disagree with you altogether. I don't know really, I guess, what you're saying, but I know I disagree. So yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm going to be on this. Um, I don't know. I'll... I need that clarified and mulled it over in my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta think about that one because you still get both. You just get more access to the former. 
But see, it feels to me like we're still creating the same barriers that we're talking about here in this bill. Mm -hmm. So Planned Parenthood, because I'm specifically more thinking of Planned Parenthood and not like mm -hmm. your run-of-the-mill everyday, you know, provider. Right, I was thinking of Planned Parenthood too. So Planned Parenthood already gets a ton of crap. Mm -hmm. So you're saying we have Planned Parenthood, let's just, because they've already got the bad reputation, let's just use them. So mm -hmm. they become the abortion provider. They are privately funded or funded, they would never be government funded. I, I don't even think it would happen in a blue state. I just don't think you could do it. So they're privately funded and all they do is abortions. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, I don't know, our, our new state area, our, our state funded place to go and get the rest of the services, like you said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm okay. Maybe right. I'm having not having trouble separating it. Think of it like this. What if, think of WIC, Women, Infants, and Children. They mm -hmm. provide food and nutrition. Okay, this might be a bad, bad example, but it works in my mind. They provide food and nutrition, and that's fantastic. But what if at a certain point in time they provided food, nutrition, and abortions? Well, in red states, you wouldn't get any of that. You wouldn't get the food and nutrition because they're providing abortion. But if you separate the two out and then you have Planned Parenthood, let's just let's just pretend Planned Parenthood spawned out of WIC, right? Which it didn't. But now you have two different services. One provides food and nutrition now, which everyone agrees, red and blue states agree that food and nutrition services are fantastic. They help low income populations and, and so on and so forth. And then you have the abortion, uh, abortion side of it, which is then Planned Parenthood. In the red state, you would have neither, which is a net negative. But if you're allowed to separate the two out, then you get you get the good part of it, right? You get the food and the nutrition. So at least you get, I don't know, 50% of the deal, right? So you get more when you separate them out versus less when you don't separate them out. I right. still just think we'll come back to having these same issues, but... Maybe. I'm that's, just... That's I'm just, me. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I'm not codifying this into law. But anyway, uh, section eight. This is, this is long. It is. Um, I don't even think we're in the actual bill yet. That's okay. The cumulative effect of these numerous restrictions has been to severely limit the availability of abortion services in some areas. Okay, so they're still just talking about. They're just the justification of why they mm -hmm. think the, the bill needs to be done. Right. And then they talk about low-income communities, people with different skin tones, immigrants, young people women living in rural and other medically underserved areas. Um, and, oh gosh, abortion-specific restrictions single out health services used by women and rely on and reinforce stereotypes about women's roles, women's decision-making, and women's need for protection. That's weird. Uh, these restrictions harm the basic anatomy, dignity, equality, and ability of women to participate in the social and economic life of the nation. I feel like an there, intern there they wrote are. that. I feel like an intern wrote this, and they're just like, oh, we should just put this in. Yeah, there we are back with the social and economic life of the nation. Right. Uh, know what really stereotypes uh, women's roles and women's decision-making when Congress reinforces it with something like this with a bill. sentence like the ability of women to participate in the social and economic life right, of the nation they're literally telling women and young women that you are not able 
to make decisions uh, that you need protection and you are a walking stereotype if you're not able to have these abortion services. Like, that is horrible. I mean, that's not what they're saying. It's not what they're saying, but it's what they're saying. <laughs> it's not what they're saying, but it's what their poor phrasing makes it sound like they're saying. But, I mean, again, as a woman, because I can only talk about my own experiences mm -hmm. as what I am, it does make you feel well hold on you're not allowed to are you making a decision here because according to not Congress, a decision you're not supposed to be making a decision. not a decision just an opinion am i still allowed those or not nah? um you're not well let's see you're not allowed to have basic autonomy dignity quality so i guess you're allowed to think okay go, go ahead but that's the thing and i know this is like this is an argument that gets used a lot and this uh -huh. is an argument that a lot of people are like oh that's a dumb argument right. but like i'm gonna make it anyway when I see a room full of men mm -hmm. making decisions on things like this, mm -hmm. now I'm not saying like, yes, men have a portion to play in baby making, mm -hmm. obviously, and their input should be taken into consideration. Yes. But when I see a room full of men or a table full of men and they're the ones making the decisions and they're the, honestly, they're probably the ones that wrote the stinking bill. They, they're probably writing all the bills. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when I see men doing that, it does make me feel a little bit like I'm not able to make those decisions or I'm not I'm not putting my input into any of these things being decided. Let me ask you, is that something you truly believe or is that something you've been kind of manipulated to believe? Because that is a talking point that is always used because anytime abortion comes up it is the headline or someone screams it into a microphone you know a room full of men should not make that decision for me because in reality it's not a room full of men making that decision i mean maybe because there's more men in congress than there are women in congress but if you go down to local and state governments there's women in government as well in in every tier of the government structure and there is at least 40 million women, right? So if you, you split the voting base into Democrat and Republican, and then you break that into gender, there's at least 40 million women who are pro-life. I mean, that doesn't even account for the pro-life women on the Democrat side. So sure, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, maybe there is a room full of men making a decision, but it is reinforced by many many pro-life women who agree with that decision that's being made and i don't especially agree. if those i don't women, agree with those women especially so. if those women have voted for those men who are making that decision yeah that's problematic as well and we need to talk my my main argument was on 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 that i don't know that talking point i guess yeah i get what you're saying i, I know i know you're, i get what you're saying you're, i just disagree with i don't know it's just overused and it's not really true especially if women have voted for those men, then technically it's women sitting in those rooms because they voted, those are those opi their opinions because they're the legislatures. The legislators, they are representing the viewpoints of those women who voted for them. And therefore, technically, those women are sitting in the room, but they're simply being represented by a mass with a penis. <laughs> Again. Me and those women need to have a talk, uh -huh. and and we we need to find out why why we're backing those types of men. Well, they support the same beliefs. Yeah. So. I mean, it could come down to you know ethical values or religious values or, you know, 
Um, 13. Are we on 13? I don't even know where we are. No, we skipped 11. around. Um, let's see. It keeps going on. Oh, don't it read brings them. up skin color again. 11. Oh, why? Don't read it. Sex stereotyping, age, disability status. The axe protection is inclusive of all pregnant people. Okay, so... Oh, it starts off. Okay, so not all people... I told people... you not to read it. Number 11. This is fun. Not all people who become pregnant or need abortion services identify as women. We are getting thrown off of the internet. Access to abortion services is critical to the health of every person, regardless of actual or perceived or perceived race, color, national origin. Perceived national origin. How's that work? I get you. I get you can you can perceive your race or or your color, like Rachel Dolezal or Michael Jackson or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but your national origin, my perceived immigration status, I'm perceivably yes, perceivably. Are you illegal? No, I, I'm. Uh, I perceive myself as as legal. Um, perceived sex, including gen gender identity, sex stereotyping, or sexual orientation, age, or disability status. The axe protection is inclusive of all pregnant people. Okay. Whatever. I mean, I don't even know why that needs to be in there. I mean, if you're pregnant, you're pregnant, right? If you're a trans man and you're pregnant and you walk into an abortion clinic and you're like, yo, I'm pregnant and I need abortion. And they're like, I'm sorry, you look like a man, but no, you're obviously you pregnant. Um, we can't give you an abortion? They're, they're going to be like, yo. They're just including. You they're have, just pulling it in. You clearly just, have female anatomy. They're just tying like, it yeah, up. Okay. They're just tying it up. It's just stupid. Just in a bow. Just stupid. It's, this it's is already a... long enough, Nancy Pelosi. I can't read all of Didn't this. Didn't Nancy Pelosi have a hand in this? Do well, we she's even Speaker know of that? the House. I mean, she's got to do something. Uh, number 12. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, it goes on to talk about how we need these yeah, services to... because people talk. I'm just reading here because women go across state lines to get abortions okay okay blah 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 blah. congress has the authority to enact this act to protect abortion services pursuant to its powers under the commerce clause of section eight of the article one of the constitution of the united states commerce because you know us women have to participate in the economic mm -hmm. and social stuff of L the united mm -hmm. states Listen, um, I was reading my firearms book, right? And it talks about all the laws that um, that you need to follow in Florida, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, I wanted to brush up. They make the argument as to why the federal government can regulate firearms across state lines, and they use the commerce uh, argument. So basically, Congress just does stuff, and they're like, commerce! Right. Because they have to be because of like mm -hmm. the monetary stuff right and the author points out that no one really questions it we should as long as they can make some connection to commerce it's allowed to stand always make some connection to right. commerce so one of the arguments that they talk about in the book is that um the federal government is allowed to regulate where you carry firearms so if you're driving down the road and you come within a thousand meters of a school on a road and you have a gun in your car, that's illegal. And the reason is because they state that the roads are used for the transportation of goods and services. 
and therefore they're allowed to dictate what is on that road. And because it's close to a school, we're going to say that no firearms on this particular road. And they use that commerce clause. So in, anyway, they just don't shove... need firearms near schools. Mm -hmm. But I get your point. It mm -hmm. they're connecting things that ought not be connected. So it almost seems like they don't have the power to do this, but, but we're they're just trying going to, to shove slip it, into... it in. That's right. why they're using that phrase so much mm -hmm. because women don't have the ability to participate mm -hmm. in commerce. Oh my god! I bet they were like, "This makes no sense whatsoever." Um, but we have to put it in here. Let's do. And they're all like shaking their head. They're like, oh my God, it's so dumb. But we got to put it in there. Nobody's going to read it anyway. It's fine. They have to read it like out loud to the, to everyone in Congress. And everybody's going to be like. And they're just like, and women can't participate. No, in what's, the... what's even worse is the Senate's going to read it. And they're mm -hmm. going to be like, really, guys? Mm -hmm. Really? Like we've already said, they're just going to be like, no. And it's obviously doomed to fail, particularly already because, because they they're don't using the have, Commerce Clause. And they don't right. have the ability to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this even a thing? Like, again, should it be a thing? That, that, that's up to you. That's up to you and your needs and your beliefs and, and all that. Is it dumb? And should it be pushed forward through Congress? I'm going to go with no. Mm -hmm. And maybe they can do it another way, but that's not the way to do it. Um, 18... Oh, here it is again. Oh, what? 18 subsection B? Oh, it's powers yeah, under section five of the fourth amendment to the constitution of the united states to enforce the provision of a, of section one of the 14th amendment and its powers under the necessary and proper clause of section eight of article one of the constitution of the united states i skipped down to mm -hmm. 19 no 20 b i guess it's 20 b um it purpose. is purpose it's the purpose of this act, too, to promote women's health and women's ability to participate equally in the economic and social life of the United States. Again, mm. just getting back to putting it about commerce. So do you think they'll make the argument that without abortion, um, inflation will increase because women will not be able to purchase goods? Actually, that would help inflation. That would actually help inflation. Yeah, yeah. because less people would be buying. Hmm. Anyway, okay, section three just talks about definitions. We all know our definitions. Well, viability. Viability. Let's read that ah, one. Because you good. and I were kind of like, mm, what? Mm. Well, actually, pregnancy. How do they define pregnancy? The term pregnancy refers to the period of the human reproductive process beginning with the implantation of a fertilized egg. So, so essentially, they're saying conception. Yeah, kind of, guys. Well, of, mm -hmm. isn't, isn't that like not the well no that's not the argument they that's make. not the argument because the, then they, the argument they is say, life yeah right okay. viability so the term viability means the point in pregnancy at which in the good faith medical judgment of the treating healthcare provider based on the particular facts of the case before the healthcare provider there is a reasonable likelihood of sustained fetal survival outside the uterus with or without artificial support so essentially, viability is determined by the healthcare provider, um, which is determined based on the point at which the the fetus could survive outside the womb without support. Without support? Oh, with or without support. Yes. Which I always like to point out that in a thousand years... This won't even be an issue. It won't be an issue because we'll have technology, you know, God willing, we don't blow ourselves up. Technology We're to... We're probably going to blow ourselves up. Probably. Before that. To just take the fertilized egg 
or the fetus out of the womb and just place it into a fake incubator or whatever until until it's fully grown until the robot revolution in which case they want abortions because the that's actually a movie um oh god mary gladys something it's a robot movie came out like two years ago and this robot has like a baby she doesn't have a baby but she's raising a baby it's like the last baby on earth Mm -hmm. and then like the final scene the she like breaks into like the lab that the child does there's, there's like all the babies right there's all like the a- embryos and they're all frozen and, and whatnot and this, that's terrifying it's weird so permitted services so this is what it's permitting i suppose general rule a healthcare provider has a statutory right under this act okay so this is what it's providing so they have a right under this act to provide abortion services and may provide abortion services and that provider's patient has a corresponding right to receive the services without any of the following limitations or requirements. Hmm. A requirement that a healthcare provider perform specific tests or medical procedures in connection with the provision of abortion services unless generally required for the provision of medically comparable procedures. So they're saying you don't need specific tests or medical procedures to... I think they're saying you can't mandate that they perform specific procedures uh, or tests. I guess I would I just don't know what uh-huh. they'd be referring to, but I guess like if you look at the case of the the Texas abortion law, one of the things they want to make sure that all abortion providers do is a um, what is it where they look into your you know they put the gel and mm-hmm. they they look inside the ultrasound the ultrasound. That's something that they want done. So I guess in this regard, they it's kind of, you, you can do it, but you don't have to do it. We're not mandating it. Yeah. Which I guess my argument would be, if you're going to a healthcare provider and they're not doing tests on you, like, probably don't go to them. Like, I get that you're getting an abortion. Yeah. But also, if they're not doing anything I mean, other I, than giving the service, that's weird. Which I think that's, like, what they're saying. It's like, uh-huh. if it's necessary in order to... Do what you came there to do. Right. Then, like, yes, do it. Mm-hmm. But I think what they're referencing is it's been argued in the past. I don't know if it's in the Texas bill or not, but mm-hmm. it's been argued in the past that the woman should have to have an ultrasound to see the baby and see mm-hmm. what she's giving up. When you say it like that, yeah, that sounds a little like restricting and like right. just, just like but if you, weird. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. If you Don't rearrange that. that, though, however, if you say you have to do an ultrasound to determine the viability of the child, I mean, then that's a whole different argument. Which I feel like they. Which in that do. case you would have to to make sure that. In this, but case, I feel like that falls under the medically necessary for mm-hmm. the procedure. Right. But you can't say you have to do it because of X Y Z values. Mm-hmm. We can't bring like the values into the medical procedures. If it's mm-hmm. necessary for what you came to do or what you mm-hmm. sh- aren't going to be able to do, then yes. I think what they should then say in this bill, I think what they should say is if their argument in this bill is that you can provide abortions so long as the baby is not determined viable, then they should at least, I would hope, in somewhere in here, that you have to have some sort of proof that the baby was not viable. Yeah. Which would indicate you have to do at least some sort of test. You're not mandated to do any one specific type of test, but you at least have to have 
a, a rational reason or, or a test that shows the I baby was not viable. I think you still need to just have a medical reason behind uh -huh. it. Like, we needed the XYZ test for XYZ medical reason. Mm -hmm. Again, you can't throw it into a mandate for the, um, she has to see the baby because that'll make her maternal. No, that's dumb. The I maternal mean, instincts kick in and I mean, I then get she it. won't want to get it, give it up or whatever. I get it, but it's not a, it's, that's not a legislative argument. Yeah. That's that's not something you can put in a bill, and it's mm -hmm. been tried to be put into bills before. So. Right. Well, that's not. Um, that's what I feel. That's directly referencing. So. Right, 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 right. A requirement that the same healthcare provider who provides abortion services also performs specific tests, oh, specified tests, services, or procedures prior to the subsequent, uh, subsequent to the abortion. Okay, so kind of the same thing that we just said, right? Um, so a healthcare provider has the right to provide abortion services and may without the limitation. Mm -hmm. Without any of the following limitations. So without the requirement. A requirement that the same healthcare provider who provides the abortion also provides these specific task services or procedures prior to the I feel like that's just repeating number one. Right. I feel like we're just repeating ourselves. Right. Okay. I was just trying to read it. I was making sure it was not saying they do not have to do a test or something. A requirement that a healthcare provider offer or provide the patient seeking abortion services medically inaccurate information in advance of or during abortion services. I think that one's fair. A limitation on a healthcare provider's ability to prescribe or dispense drugs based on current evidence-based regimens or the provider's good faith medical judgment other than a limitation generally apl applicable to the medical profession, a limitation on a healthcare provider's ability to provide abortion services via telemedicine other than a limited generally applicable to the provision of... Okay. Can uh, I just ask a question? Uh-huh. How are we providing abortion services via telemedicine? I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess maybe the doctor's I mean, I guess not like doing the it. Like they talk, you th talk the nurses They're through it not talking. No, we're not talking anyone through it. I... I guess, like, an initial consultation, like... I mean, you could do that telemedicine. You could, yeah. that That's fair. Does she have to do it on herself, and he's, like, talking via Zoom? No, like, we're pick, not... No. Pick up that scalpel. We're not doing that. We're not doing... <laughs> that's why... That's why I chuckled, because I was mm -hmm. like, really? Anyway. Um... How about a bill that funds more telemedicine? Like, that's a fantastic Jesus, development. yes. Anyway... Are we not funding that? A requirement or limitation concerning the physical plant, equipment, staffing, or hospital transfer arrangements of facilities where abortion services are provided or the credential of hospital privileges or status of personnel at such facilities that is not imposed on facilities or the personnel of facilities where medically comparable procedures are performed. A requirement... That prior to obtaining an abortion, a patient make one or more medically unnecessary in-person visits to the provider of abortion services or to any individual or entity that does not provide abortion services. Yeah. So essentially saying, like, before you get an abortion, you have to go see someone else, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that comes down to what is the best practice of care. I'm not a doctor. But I'm sure there's certain doctors who would say that maybe you should have this test, and there's other doctors who say maybe you 
you shouldn't have this test or you don't need that test. I don't know. Yeah. Um, a prohibition of abortion prior to fetal viability, including a prohibition of or restriction of a particular abortion procedure. But doesn't that contradict the bill itself? Like, weren't they making the argument that you should only have an abortion if the fetus is viable? But here it's saying there's going to be a prohibition on abortion prior to fetal viability. Oh, no, wait. Oh, I don't no. think anybody wants abortions when the fetus is viable. Prior to fetal viability. Basically, they're oh, saying... Okay. Yeah, I read that wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're saying a prohibition on... Basically, in unviable. response to the Texas right, bill, right, right. which implements the six-week thing. Mm -hmm. A prohibition on abortion after fetal viability, when in the good faith medical judgment of the treating healthcare provider, continuation of the pregnancy would pose a risk to the pregnant patient's life or health, which is, you know, it's fine, like... If mom is going to die without getting an abortion, which, let's be real, that is very rare. Hopefully. Like, very, very yes. rare. Um, then, obviously, you kind of don't really have a choice in the matter. Um, a limitation on a healthcare provider's ability to provide immediate abortion services when the healthcare provider believes, based on the good faith medical judgment of the provider, that delay would pose a risk to the patient's health. A requirement that a patient seeking abortion services prior to fetal viability states that the patient's reasons for seeking abortion services or a limitation on the provision of abortion services prior to fetal viability based on the patient's reason or perceived reason for obtaining abortion services. That was a mouthful. It's all a mouthful. Other limitations or requirements. A healthcare provider has a statutory right to provide abortion services and may provide abortion services and that provider's patient has a corresponding right to receive such services without a limitation or requirement. That is the same as or similar to one or more of the limitations or requirements described in subsection A or both. Oh my gosh. Singles out the provision of abortion services, healthcare providers who provide abortion services, or facilities in which abortion services are provided, and B, impedes access to abortion services based on one or more of the factors described in subsection C. <laughs> Let's find out what's in subsection C. Factors for a court to consider in determining whether a limitation or requirement impedes access to abortion services for purposes in subsection B2B include the following. So let's get this right. So factors for a court to consider in determining whether a limitation or requirement impedes access to abortion. Yeah. So I go to a doctor uh -huh. and he says, okay, well, I'll give you an abortion, mm -hmm. but you got to go get this test, this test, this test, this test, look at the baby and tell me how you feel. Mm -hmm. So I sue him mm -hmm. because now it's too late for me to get an abortion or mm -hmm. I have a medical something that I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I, I decide to sue him. Mm -hmm. These rules are stating 
what would determine that he actually impeded my right based uh -huh. on XYZ. Based on those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, based on this. Like Should have gone to someone else. But anyway, yeah. Clearly. Um, whether the limitation or requirement interferes with a healthcare provider's ability to provide care and render services in accordance with the provider's good faith medical judgment. Ooh. Or, mm -hmm. I might have that wrong, maybe in regards to other legislation. So, like, maybe for the, like, the Texas bill. So, like, if it introduces a limitation or requirement that interferes with the healthcare provider's ability to blah, blah, blah. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? I think either one of those makes sense. Yeah, I think if the state or the local government uh, institutes something that causes a barrier to for you to get the abortion, then it would... It would be unlawful, I suppose. Okay, but I have a question. Sure. And maybe I'm straying a little bit from the point, but marijuana is illegal at the federal level. Am mm -hmm. I wrong? No, you're right. However, states like Seattle, or states like Seattle, listen to me, states like Washington, or I guess maybe only Seattle or whatever, all these places have implemented that weed is no longer illegal. Are we not going to be able to do that, like, on the same basis of states' rights with this bill? Like, we have this implemented at the federal level. Mm -hmm. But can't we just say, oh, states' rights and still do whatever the heck we want at a state level? Am I wrong? Because I'm okay mm -hmm. with being wrong. Or, I mean, I know there are provisions of, like, oh, it can't be mm -hmm. more restrictive or less... I don't know. I'm not up on my constitutional law, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one I'm not, I'm not too sure on. I, I, can, I can say that, you know, Roe v. Wade, the argument is that because it's not technically a, a law, it would, if it went away, it would defer to state rights. Okay. Right, and then states could make that determination... Whether or not they provide it or not. Yeah. Well, because the only, I mean, Roe v. Wade is just a, like a court case right. that you can reference mm -hmm. and say, hey, this was illegal because mm -hmm. in this previous ruling. Right. It's not a law. Yeah. It's and because not it's not, a, it would just defer to, to. So if this is rights. made into federal law, mm -hmm. but again, marijuana is illegal under federal law. Yeah. Because. I know that in some instances, states do not have to, like, if something is passed, they don't have to agree to uphold it, right? Because they have a right to run their state how they want to. Yeah. In some cases. I don't I don't know specifically so, in what areas that would apply and what it would not apply. Yeah. I'm just making the argument again that, like, yeah, this bill is nice and mm -hmm. it sounds good and it sounds nice for all the people who are, you know, fighting against the, the mm -hmm. Texas bill. But despite the fact that it's still not going to go forward in the Senate, mm -hmm. it still seems basically useless because mm -hmm. states can still argue that they have the right to run their state the way they want. And I think and they're kind of not wrong. Mm hmm. I don't like it, but I also don't live in Texas. I think it, it's just weird because I, I really do believe in, in state rights, and I think states should be able to run their state however they deem fit, right? It's really weird, for me anyway, for someone in, I don't know, California or whatever, to 
to try to dictate how Wyoming runs their laws. Like I may make the argument about uh, federal minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Like I completely agree that California and, and, and New York and Chicago or wherever, uh, Illinois, obviously, they should be able to mandate their own minimum wage. Even if you want to go city by city, New York City and, and San Francisco, they should be able to dictate their own minimum wage because the standard of living is, is, is different wherever you go. Um, and they can do that. They can perfectly do that, right? We've got plenty of states that, well, every state has their own minimum wage. Mm -hmm. It's just really weird for me to see someone from California or, or New York want a federal minimum wage when people in rural states do just fine on 10 or 12 bucks an hour because the because the standard of living is so much lower. So it's like you should be happy, right, that you – like if you're pro-abortion, like good on you and you, you live in California and where abortion is legal or a blue state where, where abortion is legal, like great. Like you get your way and you get to live – somewhere that aligns with your beliefs and, 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 and whatnot. So why is it imperative for you to then tell all the other states that, well, you should live the way I, I, I live? Right, sure, there's people in those those red states that are pro-life. I mean, obviously, every state is made up of, of both you know left and right and everything in between. But they can always just move. I mean, I, I get that, you know, some people you don't want to move. I don't like that and, argument. I know, I know. <laughs> Um, but if you also live in a red state, you know it's never, ever, ever going to change. Okay. So I'm on board. We're really straying, but uh, we really I, are we though? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna pull us back in. That's fine. Okay. So we have. Let's just say they implement the same basically bill in Texas or in Texas here in Florida because uh -huh. they're proposing it. So right. Me, personally. Mm -hmm. I have a good job here. I have a house. Right. I have all this stuff. Physically and, like, economically and everything. Mm -hmm. It is not viable for me to move. Mm -hmm. But say I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Say yeah. say I'm good. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, tell you how to run your state, Florida. Mm -hmm. But I like living here. I like Disney. I like my house. Whatever. Right. But then it comes to a point where I have the need for an abortion. Right. That, that's all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. So I travel right. to a state that allows that. Mm -hmm. At that point, am I then coming back into this my state? Should that be illegal? No, you went to another state, so okay. you're out of the jurisdiction. And I, I will take back my my argument that um you should just move. I, I disagree with that. You shouldn't just move. You have the ability to move, right? And we live in a country in, in which you're allowed to move somewhere that more aligns with, with your beliefs and ideologies. Yeah. And I think it's weird. I, w I will argue that I think it's weird that you wouldn't move, whether it's, you know, you, you're you pro-life and you live in a pro-abortion state or you're pro-abortion and you live in a pro-life state and you don't move. I think that's weird because well, because you're living somewhere that doesn't align with your views. But I would also say that you need to get more active than at the state level because it's weird that because you lost at the state level, you're going to kind of usurp that power that was decided based on the population that lives there and then go to the federal government, which changes the laws for all 50 states because you simply just want to change the one state that you live in. 
and that's that's fair. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with that because see, mm-hmm. we're about give and take, and we talk to each other even when we may not agree completely mm-hmm. with the other's views. So, I just think there's a total lack. Uh, of the American population, a, to- a total lack of people who are not involved at the local and state level. I think it's our, now we're really going to go like off base. I think it's our whole, like, I feel like our, I don't know if it's our generation or I really feel like it's everybody though. I don't even mm-hmm. think it's generational. I think it's just the state of our country and our world and, mm-hmm. and where we're at. We have a, a instant gratification need. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the internet that's done it to us. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But we have this feeling of instant gratification. So we go and we try to get something done and it doesn't get done. So we're like, all right, well, screw that. Let's start here because Mm -hmm. we need it to get done and we need it to get done now. Otherwise, we're not happy. So, yeah. And that's so funny because in your scenario, they're saying we want instant gratification. Therefore, we are going to take it through the slowest branch of government in the world. I mean, or or it's just literally about pushing what you believe on mm-hmm. the entire country, which I just is not good. That's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. Um, but it, it really, I mean, I agree with the instant gratification thing, and it's probably because of internet and media and, and whatnot. But it, I, I again, Netflix. I go back. It's to, all Netflix's fault, probably. But again, I go back to just there's total a total lack of involvement at the state and local level it's it's got to be so much easier to push something through at your local government i mean literally you know where these people live right i have an idea um and, and also at the state level rather than the federal government say one of our competitors mm-hmm. i hate to bring him up and i'm not even going to say his name but uh, we have a competitor who is a, a lot of competitors state legislature here in florida most of them are i think there's a few okay I guess. so so uh, if one of them wins I vote, because mm-hmm. obviously we would lose, I vote that we start to run at the state level. Oh, you mean me? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's my plan. My great-grandmother always said, go bigger or go home, so that's... Your grand- great-grandmother completely underestimated how much I enjoy going home. I also have a funny quote um, that, according to my mother is not a quote that ever came from my great-grandmother's mouth, but I still say it as if she said it because it's funny. Um, yeah. This is, apparently she didn't say it, but what I believe she said to me once was, if you're going to steal something, make sure it's big. I just feel like that's Or make sure ter- it's expensive. Okay, I was going to say, I feel like that's terrible advice because if it's big, you're more it's likely true. to get caught. But expensive. Expensive, I'm on board with. Mm-hmm. I'm not on board with stealing. No one here is promoting theft or any type of nefarious deeds. See, that's going to get clipped out of context. And the, uh, the, the anti-Jack ads are going to be, Jack lives in a, Jack grew up in a family that encouraged encourage stealing we can literally direct everyone to this youtube video and they'll be like oh look jack's also no one will ever watch it and it'll be fine Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah it it just seems like no one is initiated at the at these the state and local level and i think it has a lot to do again with the media and the fall Mm -hmm. of the media as well because you look at who watches local news anymore not a lot of people newspapers are going by the wayside even local the local newspapers. even the local news though because mm-hmm. that's like a big thing on my facebook because mm-hmm. i still scroll facebook i shouldn't it's basically doom scrolling at this point but mm-hmm. i was looking at 
comments this morning, which was bad. I shouldn't have done this. But it was an article from, like, a local news station. I won't call mm -hmm. them out. But it was a local news station. And they were reporting on something very global. Mm -hmm. And they were obviously getting, like, a crap ton of internet comments underneath it in standard internet comment fashion. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why? I don't care. When I will go mm -hmm. to my local news's Facebook page, right. I want to see the weather. Mm -hmm. I want to see things about my local news. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care what's going on in Washington mm -hmm. from my local news station. I bet they're doing that specifically because they know most people don't care about local news and the big bucks is in global news and, and they're getting more likes. Like they've got It's analytics. engagement. Yeah. Right. They get 100%. more engagement for the global news. Mm -hmm. Because and, people stir the pot and mm -hmm. do and I, internet comments. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge problem because I feel like people don't even realize that they have a local or state government. Well, and that's like what most of the comments were under the – like under the article it's like oh you don't even report on orlando stuff anymore blah 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 right. and i'm like okay like i kind of agree with you but also they're gonna keep doing it if you keep engaging with it mm -hmm. so just stop commenting but yeah like could people even name their i mean i'm guilty i don't know who my state representative is right now like at my, this mine state is val demings although she's now running for senate so so who knows who it'll be soon I know. Mm, wink wink um yeah so, but I mean, like, at the state level, like, I don't know mm -hmm. who's making those decisions in the legislature, right. like in the state legislature. The only person I know is DeSantis. And state and local is so much more important, if not equally important, to the federal government. Yeah. Well, it's more important. I mean, it's half, it's, if it, 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 it. It's at least half. Right. I mean, it's regulating what happens at home in your, actually, at your actual neighborhood. I mean, as much as we talk about global news, none of that actually impacts us in real life yeah. i mean it has economic problems and bad statistics on the country at large but does it actually impact our actual lives no i mean i haven't met any afghan re refugees uh, over the last month yeah but number six i believe we're on oh geez and we're almost through this oh, I, I hope um are we on number six? Yes, we're on number six. We can be on number eight if you want. Oh, there mm. is no number eight. No, I think we're. I know on we three. said, guys, that we were going to talk about the Texas bill today, but I really just don't know if I have it in me tonight. So we might have to do that another day. So no, we got it. Uh, whether. Man telling me what I'm going to do again. Uh, whether the limitation or requirement is reasonably likely to directly or indirectly increase the cost of providing abortion services or the cost. Of obtaining abortion services. So Where if there's are a, you? I'm on number three. Oh, jeez, you banged up a lot. <laughs> um, so essentially, what they're saying is it's it's unlawful, I, I suppose, if 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 monetary becomes a a barrier. And that has been my huge argument mm -hmm. against it. Like, what is the phrase? Safe, legal, and rare, right? I don't know where I was going with that. I Never don't. mind. Were you going to add a comma and say maybe a comma and um, affordable? Cheap? <laughs> I don't know uh, whether the limitation or requirement is reasonably likely to have the effect of necessitating a trip to the office of a healthcare provider that would not otherwise 
be required, whether the limitation or requirements is reasonably likely to result in a decrease in the availability of abortion services in a given state or geographic location, whether the limitation or requirements, oh my god, this is how I write papers. I just start with the same sentence and then I just add something else to the end of it. Uh, whether the limitation or requirement imposes penalties that are not imposed on other healthcare providers for comparable conduct or failure to act or the or that are more severe than penalties imposed on the other healthcare providers for comparable conduct or failure to act. The cumulative impact of the limitation or requirement combined with other new or existing limitations or requirements. I don't even think they said anything in that one. Anyway. <laughs> D, it has some exceptions. To defend against a claim that a limitation or requirement violates a healthcare provider's or patient's statutory rights under subsection B, a party must establish by clear and convincing evidence that the limitation or requirement significantly advances the safety of abortion services or the health of patients, or to the safety of abortion services or the health of patients cannot be advanced by a less restrictive alternative measure or action. Applicability. What were you going to say? I was going to say, can we skip to section five? What is section five? Section five basically sums this whole thing up. Oh, thank God. That this is a direct response uh -huh. to the Texas bill. Is that an appropriate way to make legislation? No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But here we are. Right. Because it says relationship to state law and mm -hmm. preemption. And maybe this answers my question from earlier. Right. No state, territory, or possession of the United States. Oh, I feel, I feel, some people probably have some things to say about that United uh -oh. States possession. Uh, or the District of Columbia, or the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, or subdivision, branch, department, agency, instrumentality, or official, or other persons acting under color of law, or any of the foregoing, shall enact or enforce any law, rule, regulation, standard, or other provision having the force and effect of law that conflicts with any provisions of this act. That's literally, after all of that, all we have to read. That's all you need. That's all you need is, Texas, stop doing what you're doing. We're going to stop you. But you're not going to stop them because this is going nowhere anyway. It's going yeah, nowhere it's, fast. It's not going anywhere. Um, section 6 just talks about an effective date. Section immediately. several. Yeah, immediately. Section 7, liberal construction. Um. Rule of construction. Nothing in this act shall be construed to authorize any government to interfere with a woman's ability to terminate her pregnancy, to diminish, or in any way negatively affect a, woman, a woman's constitutional right to terminate her pregnancy, or to displace any other remedy for violations of the constitutional right to terminate a pregnancy. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Uh -huh. I don't even think... Like, let's count the, like, let's just, let's just push the right out for a hot second. Right. Let's just say they, they have no power here. Okay. And we can pass it with whatever we've got of literal Democrats. Uh-huh. I don't even think this would go down with all of the Democrats. Well, no, of course. And I, I tell you this all the time. Like, people on the left who villainize 
the right because they're like, oh, how dare you you get your your Christianity and my abortion rights? I mean, there's people on the Democratic side of the aisle that are pro-life. Like, it doesn't just come down to religion. It also comes down to your ethical and moral belief as well. Well, that, and I would just hope that, like... Is that what you were going for? That wasn't even what I was going for. I mean, that's fine. Sure, yeah. I still say keep your religion out of my uterus, but that's just me. Um, I was going to say that this is crap legislation. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think we're taking, like, Congress is taking a giant leap, like we talked about, Mm -hmm. in saying, oh, commerce. And also, I still just have problems with it relating back to the social and economical burden that it's having on me. Right. If we, yeah, right. Because I just, I just would hope that Mm -hmm. the people in the Senate see that it's a reach Mm -hmm. and that if we're going to do this and we're going to, pass these laws that Mm -hmm. are more progressive with abortion rights and things like that Mm -hmm. i want i personally as someone who is Mm pro-choice want to do that in the most legit way possible Mm -hmm. and with an understanding from everybody involved that we're doing that in the most legit way possible and i don't think this bill does that that is my argument i i agree i I, honestly i don't think it's appropriate to do it at the federal level yeah, like, like I, we talked about. Like, I'm and, totally and that's cool fair. with state rights. I mean, I'm not on board with abortion in, in every single regard. Like I say, safe, legal, and, and rare, right? Um, but it just seems weird to – I don't know. I, I just don't like imposing my will upon people who, who don't agree with me. Right? It's just like – But aren't you still doing that at the state level? Yeah, but because your constituents are of all. But at least at that point, you have a place to go. Yeah. Right, and and I guess this will codify it into law long term. And, and at the state level, you could change it if uh, someone else came into power and, and whatnot. Yeah. Because I, I mean, you have to agree that that if if the right came into power and they proposed a law that says no abortions whatsoever over the land. Everybody would be up in arms. Right. They'd be up in arms and they would say the exact same thing but flipped and they would say, well, how dare you try to impose your beliefs onto me? Right. And that's specifically why we have so much controversy over so many different states because we're we're all not the same. Yeah. And we all live lives differently. I mean, Utah is a famous example. Right. Because we're very different. Right. Way way back in the day. Right. They had the, the, what was it? The, the Mormons or whatever. Back in the day. The multiple sorry, wives. Do you watch TLC? I don't. I don't. Is yeah, that still going on? Watch some TLC. Listen, I'm trying to be a representative for Florida, not Utah, so I don't really need to know that. Just just watch some TLC. It's it's entertaining. Um but I also I don't even understand. It says a woman's constitutional right to terminate her pregnancy. It's I've read the constitution. It's not in there. That is a stretch to me as well. Yeah. That I don't think that needs to be in there. You're trying. I don't think you try. I'm pretty sure the founding fathers. They were like, yeah, no, definitely, totally do that. Who also, who, who not only were religious, first off, but religious, and also like very patriarchal. Well, also, okay, but take those things out, okay. They didn't even know what abortion was. Oh yeah, that's even that's even better. So I'm pretty sure that that wording is nowhere to be found in the Constitution at all. But you could argue, because. 
I'll do like you do. Uh -huh. We'll play devil's advocate Ooh. over here. I hate it when he does this. So is that not within my right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Well, so does the fetus. You know, the, the fetus has the... And that's where we get into pursuit of life, liberty, at what happiness. point do the constitutional rights hit, hit that? Is it not only when they when it gets out uh -huh. or and and we won't touch on that because that is I don't know. I think it applies. I mean, if I you have I, I don't know. I'm just thinking again, um, people don't like when you think. No, right? they but don't you have to think. And it's interesting. Remember, the founding fathers thought yeah. every smart person on earth thought unless they're like a con art. Well, I guess they had to think to, to con people. Yeah. Um. I was thinking of like Edison or something, but he had to be smart to figure out how yeah. to how to steal all those ideas. But if they didn't even know what it was, then wouldn't they technically believe that all of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness then therefore exist or begin even in pregnancy? But then maybe Did not. Did they even think about it though? Because. But then maybe not, because at the same time, kids were dying all the time back then, and most kids weren't named until they passed a certain age yeah and they didn't even have birthdays because oh that's so sad well i mean remember back then you you had a lot of kids because the potential for your child to die was astronomically mm -hmm. higher compared to how it is now yeah so shoot they didn't even give kids rights till they were like 12. i don't know anything about that i no, i don't know that I, that was me being facetious but i would assume regardless i mean i don't think that's a very good argument right just because you assume that your child's going to die uh before the age of two he gets no rights he gets no rights right 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 you can just kill it at school right um so i don't know that's that's interesting that's why this is a hard topic mm -hmm. so yeah. it's it's all hard it's all very hard so and that is essentially the end thank god the mm. the bill other than it will be it'll be enforced it's long, y'all. It's really long. I don't I, wonder how many people have even read this who, mm -hmm. you know, wrote it. I don't know. I read a headline, um, and, it, and it said it was a, a radical bill. I didn't really get anything that was radical. I get that it's not. I think it's very far left. Oh, okay. If you say that. I, yeah. I say it's very far left. I was thinking radical as in crazy. I didn't see anything in it that was crazy right it just seemed like yeah. typical left it's language. just typical yeah it's just very far left which maybe that's a problem that that seems like normal now but but yeah i didn't see I anything mean, that stood out okay maybe i wouldn't even say far far left like uh -huh. like it just, just seems like a pro-life it's a pro-life pro choice yeah a pro -choice. A pro it's a it's a <laughs> we're tired okay yeah. um yeah it's a pro-choice bill 100 percent. i i mm. think that's all it is I guess you can make the argument that it's radical because they're trying to use the commerce clause to push now. It through I would, or... I would disagree that that's just wrong. And mm -hmm. also, get your commerce out of my uterus. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'll make that argument too. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on board with that. Just get out of my uterus. So, anyway, now that I've said the word uterus like six times in a row. Um, so let us know in the comment section. Don't let us know anything in the comment section. Don't. No. Mm -mm, no. You know this is going to end badly. Mm -hmm. Just leave a smiley face. It can can be a duck. Yeah, leave a duck. Ooh, ducks are nice. Ducks are cool. Just leave a um, duck. Ducks can't have abortions. No. There's, there's no duck doctors. There's no duck doctors. So just leave a duck. Because um, we will duck the 
negative comments that are sure to come our way. I bet this gets like the most views, even though it's almost Probably. an hour and a half. If it does get the most views, we want everyone in the comment sections to scream at each other. If you've made it this far, leave the duck mm -hmm. and say duck doctors in the comments. Mm -hmm. But the main point was really just to read it because we know no one else. No has one read it. ever actually reads the bills. So. Mm -hmm. And it definitely won't pass. Uh, and I guess it's a, a final note. Remember, please elect people who actually do something rather than wasting your time with bills like this that will not pass. Which is going to be very, very difficult unless mm -hmm. you hit the links down below and see if you like what you see. So, And we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. That was good.